that what God said? This message is to provoke us to look in depth if what we have said that God said is true or not so, so that we can either continue or make amend. In the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 9 and 10, he said, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When God said what he was going to do, did he give you any reason or did you just assume? When he said when he's going to do something, did he give the specific as to why and how or do you just interpret by your own thoughts or assumptions? Matthew chapter 24 verses 4 to 8 says, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom there will be famines and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of birth pains do we yet understand these messages or are we using our own knowledge to interpret his word? With what has happened and what is happening around us today, are we rightly saying what God has said or what he is saying? Please let us note or remember the story about of our three friends of Job and even about Job in, in himself and their interpretations of God and His Word. It is true that nothing happens in our lives without God's knowledge. But when we are interpreting His Word concerning what is happening, are we truly interpreting it in accordance to what His Word is saying? First, even for Job himself, it took God as the cause of his problems because he did not know what was happening in the spiritual realm. And so did his friends condemn Job by defending God. And we can read this from Job chapter 4 onward. Little did, Job, little did both sides realize that they were short of knowledge until God put them where they all belong. And we can see this also in Job chapter 38 through to 42. If what we say about God is a little short of truth, it still shows that we still lack knowledge of Him 
and we do not speak the truth. God said in Job chapter 42 verse 7, it says, And so it was, after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Tamanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. In the previous chapters, Eliphaz and his friends, they were saying so many things about God that yes are true. But while they were saying this in defense of God, they were saying things and condemning Job as the cause of what has happened to him. Indirectly, they were defending God and yet speaking against God unknowingly to them. Now, when you see someone in difficult states, what do you conclude? And even if you empathize with them, do you give them the word of God in your prophecies? Do you clarify what you pray for when you're praying for them? And even if it's about you, or do you think, or do you say what you think should happen? Or do you present whatever you are saying as if that is what God says is going to happen? Are your prophecies directed by God? Or are you only confessing what you want or you are praying for? Are you seeing through God's eyes or are you representing God's eyes with yours? Is it God's interpretation or your, your own interpretation? God says through the prophet Isaiah in chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. When our Lord Jesus Christ was dealing with the people of old, he said in the Gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 5, verses 17 to 48, Do you think that I came to destroy the law of the prophets? I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly I said to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or tittle or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does not, whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said of those of old. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders 
will be in danger of the judgment. But I said to you, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the, the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest you, your adversary delivers you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer, and you be thrown into prison. Assuredly, I say to you, you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. Furthermore, it has been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Again, you have heard what it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oath to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your yes be yes, and your no no, for whatever is more than this is from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps your, your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. And whoever compels you to go one mile, 
go with him too. Give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, and you do, you do more than others, sorry, I repeat that, and if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, as your Father in heaven is perfect. The question regarding these passages that I've read is that, are you interpreting it according to what God says? Do we do it as God says? If you were to do it, what would you do? For those who have been saying what God has been saying in truth, and if you are dying or you are being put to shame because you are God's true witness, hold firm and remember what the Revelation chapter 11 verses 7 to 14 says about the witnesses that are killed and the people's interpretation of them. And I read that passage, Revelation chapter 11 verses 7 to 14. When they finish their testimony, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days, and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet and, they, and great fear fell on those who saw them and they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. In the same hour there was a great earthquake, 
and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake, 7,000 7, people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. In this case, it means that even though people are putting you to shame for being the true witness of God, you will still have the last laugh. But for those who through self aggrandizement, um, uh, for, for those who through self promotion or aggrandizement, either directly or indirectly have said or are still saying that God is saying when God has not actually said or are saying what God has not said or they are interpreting the word of God against his own interpretation. Remember what he said concerning adding to or deducting from his word. This is the word through Apostle John. He said in Revelation chapter 22 verses 18 and 19, John said, For I testify to everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the word of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. I pray that this will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Our Heavenly Father, Psalm 130 makes us to understand that if you are to mark iniquity, no one, will, no one could stand. I therefore pray, O Lord, and confess that we have all sinned by either knowingly or unknowingly adding or removing from your words. I pray that you please forgive us and help us to truly know and understand and interpret and say your words as you say it. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen.